Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I love Rob Dibble. Dibs, you're the best, buddy. Rob Dibble, longtime major leaguer, radio host, youth baseball coach, all-around good dude, and supplier back in the day of an, what felt like an endless supply of bourbon. Dibs, what's up, pal? How's your summer going, buddy? It's going great. Back to school, first day of school here on the East Coast. Ooh, that's we had that um, last Thursday. That's a big – are the kids – what's the energy level like? Excited or, or – to hell oh, with she's this. very excited. It's seventh grade for her. <clears throat> she's very excited. So uh, I have two other kids out of college, but uh, our 12-year-old is very excited about going back. So you know, dude, my daughter is my oldest, and she started high school last week, and Ooh. whatever. I know. It's not like I don't know she's older, but it was just, it was a, it was kind of a kick in the pan, in, in, in the, you know what, when yeah, I dropped her. I mean, like. the parents. Yeah. I our quick story. This is a quick quick story. Nobody cares, but I'm gonna tell you. I went to her um orientation last year, right, in, in May, and it was she was an eighth grader, right? My little girl, and there's a strapping thirty year old dude with like his you know, his shirt on unbuttoned un to like whatever his 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 bulging muscles and like he got a he's got a full beard, he's like, Hi everybody, I'm Tim and I'm a sophomore here at the high school. Your kids are gonna love it and I almost grabbed my daughter and walked out. Like, what the hell is happening? That's the story. Hey, kids today are built differently than we were built. Yeah, they're they're well, nothing. They're built differently than I ever have been, even in my adulthood. Rob Dibble, Rob Dibble here on the show. Hey, Dibbs, let me ask you this. So, so I live in Manhattan Beach here in California. Yep. El Segundo is the community right next to us. It's basically the same place. We eat there all the time. And that little league team just won the yep. the, the, the little league World Series, which is so thrilling. I've always got this sort of mixed feeling. Maybe because I played Little League and had some heartbreaking losses in some of those tournaments. I always, like, I love it, but I like these are kids who are under massive, massive pressure. And I'm always of two minds when I watch it, how, how, how it makes me feel. How far did you go when you were, you obviously were a very successful major leaguer. Were you a part of this, this process? Did, did you go deep in this tournament at any point? We were one game away from Williamsport, and oh. I had pitched the game before. And we won to get to, I don't know if it was regional, so we were in New York. And we ended up losing before we could get to Williamsport. So I got close, and, and I played with some really good players uh, back in my day. So it, it's tough because, you know, you're, you're getting kids, and it's even tougher today because, like you said, uh, you know, I coach, you know, a bunch of different AAU teams, and now I've just kind of gone back to Little League and uh, doing nonprofit stuff. I have a 15U team for the fall that I coached in the summer and we go to tournaments all over the country and the, the competition is so good, so tight that, and, and I'm not saying like a lot of these kids are like, 
uh, going to the major leagues, but a lot of them are going to play D1, and a lot of these kids are going to have an opportunity to go pro. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's more specialized than it was when, when I was young. And that's the difference where I was, okay, I'm done with baseball. I'm going on to football. I'm going on to basketball. I'm going back to baseball. So, you, you know, you're always on to the next sport. And, you know, now I've, I, you know, even this last weekend, I was actually at a jamboree for football with a lot of my baseball players because they play dual sports in the fall. Wow. And that's not true here, Bob. So, so guys specialize that pressure here. that these kids yeah. at that age, I maybe played 20, 25 games. These kids at 12, 13 years old are playing 60 to 80 games. And, and it's starting to show the wear and tear as a lot of more kids are getting injured. Yeah, and by the way, I love that kids are playing because it, in my community, and this is largely true, I'm sure people could point to exceptions, but kids start specializing. And I live in a community, a part of L.A., a lot of professional athletes have retired here, right? Yep. A lot of big, big names, a lot of guys that are CEOs and run companies who were good athletes, a lot of, a lot of Division One players who were successful business people. The gene pool here, right? And, and the competitive ambition is, is insane. But you got kids... You got eleven year olds who special I know parents who pull their kids out of school to specialize in water polo or tennis or golf oh, yeah. or baseball. It's crazy. It's not like it wasn't like that when I was a kid, man. No, and I still have a house out in West Lake and uh you know, one of my kids that I coached in high school on the West Coast, he's now with the Mets, Phil Bickford. Um I had him out at Oaks Christian out there in West Lake and uh listen, Lucas Giolito, we played against him. Uh we played in tournaments against Bryce Harper. And if you recall, they just did a special on Bryce Harper. He played 10 games a weekend. I, I have kids that I coach that play six to eight games a weekend, and they're addicted to it. Um, but I try to get them to, to take some recovery time and not play so much. Um, but it's hard. They love it, man. It, they lo- I, I would never tell a kid not to do something, Bill. Um, but, you know, on the, on the flip side, you and I are in the business where we talk to doctors, we talk to a lot of these, you know, like Leo Mazzoni. I talk to him all the time about it. And, you know, throwing every day is one thing. Max effort pitching and playing is another thing. And you're seeing a lot more, you know, kids wear and tear uh, and their bodies break down. But that's the same thing for football, same thing for basketball. You know, AAU, I go back to, to when I remember when AAU basketball started. Those kids were playing 60 basketball games a year as opposed to, you know, the winter sport and maybe playing 30, 35, 40. So um, it, there is. And it's, I don't think it's just pressure on these kids. I, I think it's, it's the, the mounting weight of trying to outdo everybody else. And so you're getting coaching and you're getting multiple coaches and you're getting, you're getting too many people in their heads when really less is more. You know, I really like the kids that, that, that are more uh, baseball-centric and, and have a baseball IQ instead of, well, hey, my coach wants me to launch and do this, or my coach is about velocity and stuff. You know, I, I, I'm very close to Jim Penders with UConn, and they have, they have a top 25 uh, D1 program here now. They put a lot of guys in the major leagues, and they just want smart baseball kids, hard-nosed, smart baseball kids, not so much kids that are so overcoached uh, that they can't be taught a little bit more in college. Dibs, and the injury thing, right, it's scary in youth baseball because obviously at every level becomes a concern. And I I don't know what to make of Shohei Otani's torn UCL because he's had an injury before and he came back from it. And even when he can't pitch, he is obviously a remarkable baseball player and a remarkable hitter. What do you think the market is likely to be for him given whatever uncertainty there is now with his ability to pitch in the foreseeable future? 
I think it's huge. I, I think he's still he's an ambassador. The, the one thing I look at Shohei, he's like Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan. You have an entire country uh, that follows his every move. Um, besides ours, you have Japan. You have the entire world, uh, like the WBC, that is following that guy because he, he's he's a he's opened a door, a Pandora's box of allowing kids now to pitch and play every day. You know, and so that's you know we all did that when I was his age, but um, you know before him, before I got to the major leagues. But once you get to the pros, you're like a pitcher or an everyday player. It's like one or the other. So I, I still think it's not about how much money he makes. It's about how much longer he's an ambassador for the sport. And, and he's a great ambassador. He's, he's happy all the time. He's passionate about it. He's a goofy guy. Um, but he's also one of the most exceptional players in our lifetime. So uh, I don't look at it as $600 million or $500 million. Um, I look at it more like a, a, a Tom Brady, a Michael Jordan, or something like that where you, this guy could play till he's 40 and really, really help the game, grow the game. I mean, that's, that's what we needed was a guy that grows the game and uh, not a selfish player, not, not an entitled player, uh, you know, a, a guy that appreciates everything that he has. So I'm not looking at the, the, the money. I'm looking at what he does generating, uh, you know, for these kids because as someone who coached at the lower level, these kids are playing MLB the show, and then they carry that to the field, and the love of the game they carry to the field. So th- they're bringing something back to the game that the game is so sorely missed, which is, which is we've lost the generation of players that love playing baseball that aren't just looking at the money that aren't just looking at the fame. And I, I think a lot of that started with Shohei. So they can fix the UCL. Uh, you know me, I talk to orthopedics once a month on my show. Um, one of my biggest sponsors is, is an orthopedic place that uh, deals in a lot of college and high school athletes. And I, I think the one thing I would recommend to parents is, if you can go to a facility that does the motion lab and the baseline stuff, that when your kid is healthy, that they can measure all of those things on, you know, form and arm strength and leg strength, whether they're golfers, runners, tennis, anything. Uh, my daughter does it in tennis so that if they ever do get injured, they have a place to go back to to say, this is where we need to get your kid back to. Dibs, I'm going to ask you a question that, that, presupposes an opinion and by all means correct me because maybe i just don't get it how does brian cashman still have a job i have no idea we we carry yankee games um it's not that i want to get guys fired but building this team now if you go back to the all-star break in 2022 this team is 10 games below 500 they are a terrible team they're built poorly they have very one-dimensional players then they made trades that were worse John Carlos Stanton trade was terrible. Josh Donaldson trade was terrible. Uh, Aaron Hicks, Severino, some of these extensions were terrible. Um, but, you know, you haven't grown guys in the minor leagues also. You yeah. know, and, and that's a big problem because if you see the Orioles, what they've done, or the Rays, what they do, or even the Rangers and some of these other organizations, they still have a core that they're bringing up from the minor leagues. Uh, the Dodgers always have great, great minor league players that they can bring up. Um, so even the, the, the San Francisco Giants, so you have to have a little bit of both. You have to have evaluation. You can't just build off of analytics. And they chose to do that about 10 years ago. We're just going to go all in on analytics. You can't. You, you have to have guys uh, that, that think batting average, that think about getting on base, that, that can hit uh, behind runners or with runners in scoring position and running in, runners in scoring position with two outs. I mean, to listen to him or Aaron Boone every day, they just apologize for and make excuses for what they haven't done. 
Then at the All-Star break, you, you, you trade for a middle reliever. You don't, you don't even go after a starting pitcher where you're, you've got uh, Cortez is down. Germán was suspended. Rendon has, has never rebounded from his injury. Um, so you're basically going out there every fifth day with Garrett Cole and hoping for the best. They just hit a, they just hit a milestone of 10 road series, of losing 10 road series in, in, it, uh, in a row. That goes back to 1908 was the last time the New York wow. Islanders did that. They're breaking all kinds of historic records here in New York. So how Hal Steinbrenner, and I said this two weeks ago on my show, Bill, that Hal Steinbrenner needs to be more proactive like his dad. And he should have come out before that Red Sox series where the Red Sox swept them and said, listen, we made a lot of mistakes. We're going to make some changes. We're, we, I apologize to my fans for this bad product. But he doesn't do that. He, he came out two months ago and slammed the fans and said, what are you guys bitching about? We're doing great. No, you're not. You're now in last place. You have solid hold of last place. And the, the two New York teams are just uh, they're awful to watch as well. Rob Dibble here on the show. Uh, Dibbs, there are some teams that know how to actually run their organizations, and right now there's a really fun race in the American League West. Mariners, Rangers, Astros all clumped together. Do you see one of these two teams separating themselves over the remainder of the season? No, because I just watched the Astros uh, swamp the Red Sox because the Red Sox have run out of uh, relief pitching. Um, listen, the Astros, Rangers, and the Mariners, I think they're now like the American League East was last year, where three teams, uh, three playoff teams can come out of the same division. And I, I think that's very, it's very, listen, the Blue Jays are still in it. Uh, you got the Rays, you got the Orioles. So I think you've got a couple of divisions with three-headed monsters. So I love the Mariners. I love their pitching. Even though Robbie Ray got hurt, um, they've been able to, you know, replace him. And their bullpen is fantastic. Their young players, uh, along with some of their older players, have been fantastic. It's a well-run organization, like you said, and they continue to come up uh, with with prospects that can, you know, reload and and retool instead of you know rebuild. I, I hate that word rebuild. You need to reload, retool, and constantly be be bringing up younger guys, and the older guys teach them and get them ready for the postseason. So I think the Astros have the advantage because they they are the world champions. And they know postseason play. And I think so the Rangers, who have some veteran guys that they brought in, Simeon, Seeger, some of these guys have done a great job. Um, they're going to be tough. So it's, I think it's going to be a great race. Uh, follow Rob Dibble on Twitter at RobDibble49. Dibs, as always, buddy, it, it is great talking to you. And if your daughter, if you guys are ever out west, wants to beat up on an old man, I play a lot of tennis. If she just, you know, and I'm used to, I got a fifth grader I lost to who apparently is going pro, and I'm pretty good. <laughs> you let me know. There you go. Absolutely. I'm all in. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.